The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Talk is Jericho, baby. Talk is Jericho. Talk is Jericho, mama. Talk is me. All right, welcome to Talk is Jericho. It's the pod of thunder and rock and roll. And today, happy, happy Halloween, 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 happy, happy Halloween. Oh, I've been trying to get these next guests on since I started the show five years ago. It's taken a while, but it's definitely worth the wait. One of my favorite rock and roll bands of all time, Pumpkins Unite, because today I've got Halloween on Talk is Jericho. Finally, original bass player, OG Marcus Groskopf, and uh, guitar player, new guitar player for the last 15 years, Sasha Gersner sat down with me in Budapest. Both our bands were playing the Pheasant Festival there, and we managed to squeeze in an interview before Halloween hit the stage. You're going to hear how the whole Pumpkins United tour came to be, managing with two singers, both Andy Darris and Michael Kiske are back in the band, along with Kai Hansen, uh, and why the current lineup works so well for them. They're huge, they're playing arenas. We're also talking about the early days of Halloween, what slowed the momentum that was leading them to superstar status in the world of heavy metal in the late 80s. We're talking power metal. Did they invent it? I think they did. Early albums uh, like Walls of Jericho. Sound familiar? That's where I got my name, man. Most importantly, whether they're planning to continue on once the Pumpkins United tour wraps up later this year. Will there be a new Halloween studio record? Will there be more touring in the future? Marcus and Sasha answer these questions and many more coming up. It's better than raw. Halloween is here. And the Judas Rising Tour is also here. Fozzie rolls on tonight in Joliet, Illinois at the Forge. Joliet, I believe. Omaha on the 6th. Des Moines, the 7th. Minneapolis, the 8th at First Avenue. That's Prince's Place, uh, September 9th. And Fargo at the Sanctuary. All my peeps in Winnipeg, come on down. I know Teddy Irvin will be there. Uh, also, we're doing Indianapolis, Fort Wayne, Columbus, Cincinnati, Louisville. The list goes on and on and on. Jacksonville, North Carolina. Huntington, West Virginia. Greenville, South Carolina. Greensboro, North Carolina. Lake Buena Vista, Orlando, Florida. Tampa, Florida. Fort Lauderdale, Florida. The Culture Room. Rock Allegiance in New Jersey. October 6th. Come on down fozzyrock.com for all information about the Judas Rising Tour featuring Adelita's Way, Stone Broken and The Stir. And then in November we head over to Australia and New Zealand Auckland on the 7th, Melbourne on the 9th, Sydney 10, Adelaide 13, Brisbane 14 at the Triffid and then we go to Three Days Grace uh, in Canada, Moncton Halifax, Quebec City, Montreal uh, November as well as the Judas Rising Tour winds down. We still got a lot of rock and roll to give you. Go to fozzyrock.com for all the ticket information 
including how to buy tickets for Fozzie's legendary VIP meet and greets. One of the best of the business. We play a mini concert for you. We take picks, we sign, we hang out, we answer questions, anything you want. One of the greatest VIP uh, best values you're going to get in all of rock and roll. Go to FozzieRock.com for all details and information on how to make that happen. All right. In the meantime, in between time, here we got Pumpkins United. It's time for Halloween on Talk is Jericho. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Okay, okay, so uh, we're yeah. here in lovely uh, Budapest, which I thought was Bucharest until I got to the airport and realized we're not flying to Bucharest, it's Budapest, with uh, with Halloween. And uh, you were saying, Sasha, that you didn't know how you should uh, should act on this interview. Yeah, because I, I heard you're into wrestling and stuff, and yeah. Marcus and I, we were talking about um, if we should speak in a normal manner with you and with a normal voice or if we just switch on the um, WWE voice like the announcing voice like oh, you kick oh, you cook your we face you know you guys are trying to die my stakes are like you're a dead person already <laughs> oh, come if on. you don't play March of Time this evening I'm going to kick your ass See, but the, 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 the funny thing about my show is I have many different types of people on wrestling and music and, and comedians or whatever and I, have, I mentioned that I had Tony Iommi on and the day I interviewed him was the day I hosted that award show I sent you the picture of me Tony Iommi and Charlie from Anthrax and I was wearing a Halloween shirt alright yeah so there Thanks, you go mate. so we have everything so you could yeah. talk wrestling and I'll, I can maybe I can talk the German accent like Halloween does <laughs> with a Halloween switch. accent you can have some accent like, no problem like bro we're <laughs> totally into it we're good with that you know like, like, like funny like speaking funny English yeah no we 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 also, that's right, yeah. we, those guys, they, they keep telling me, and especially our crew guys, they keep telling me, hey, do the American voice, do the American voice when we're on tour. And then and then uh, I'm switching to this um, trucker, you know, like, hey, you guys, you were awesome. You were kicking ass tonight, you know, like this <laughs> kind of Lars Ulrich kind of American right? side. With, with and the, then, you know, you know, you, you bass player, he kicks ass. You, you kind of, you know, he banged my wife behind a trailer in 1988 or... <laughs> I don't remember was it 1987 or 1988 you guys rock that's yeah, I was going to ask him for that truck trucker story behind the so yeah. and every time when there's I a love it. did this really yeah. happen is that a true story you don't yeah, even remember yeah, yeah, I forgot no, on but me. people sometimes approach you that way so right. so and that was copying it and every time when there's a party going on it's like Sasha do the American do the American you know? <laughs> which is, American. is also the, your trucker is also similar to your wrestling voice too there's a little we had once uh, you're laughing we had we once had this um, this kind of guy as a bus driver in yeah, the yeah. states. Wasn't he was uh, this kind of wasn't like Larry. Yep. <laughs> I, I don't I remember. Of course, his name was Larry. Yeah, Every bus driver is Larry. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't. Re I don't driver. remember. I his Larry. says that's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't remember his name, but he was that kind of military hairstyle, yeah. hair, haircut, you know. And mm -hmm. he was that kind of guy with with this um, what what do you call it? Um, big beard, the goatee. Beard. Yeah, yeah. The goatee. Yeah. So he had, he had that. And style. He, he was speaking that way. Bussy, you know, you kill your day. <laughs> and the other, the very first one we had, he, wasn't he called Flyer or something? He was like very fast. We were always like there on on time and all that. And, and then he was like, I once had a bad food 
bad feet, yeah, right from stage. Bad feet. I, I banged it, and then, and then I couldn't really walk. And he was like carrying me into the hotel, getting <laughs> the ice bags on on my legs, uh, rolling me some spliffs, putting it into my mouth, and giving me a good time for a good rest. Saying, "I'll bring you a steak later on. I'll don't worry. I'll take care of you." And <laughs> it's so important though to have like we talk about a crew and even a bus driver to have somebody that you can hang out with and that will do that yeah, with you. You know, makes it all very. Yeah, we had a bus driver once. Uh, he he wouldn't stop smoking in the cab of the, of the of the of the bus, so it, the the smoke would go through the system, and it would always end up in my bunk. And as the singer, you can't have the smoke. And we kept telling him, "Don't do it! Don't do it! Don't do it!" And finally, I just had to grab him. Don't you ever f- smoke again? I went wrestle on him. You understand me? Don't smoke again. And he smelled so bad that he took a shower. We were in Paris. He took a shower. And the shower smelled of B.O. after he took a shower. <laughs> That's, the shower um, started to smell like him. Yes. Uh, we, don't, we don't have a smoker's issue. No. <laughs> Do we? But we don't even have showers. <laughs> so you don't have an issue with either one, right? <laughs> but here we, here we are in, in Budapest. Uh, sorry. Yeah, I got to make sure it's not Bucharest, Budapest. And uh, in the middle of, of, of the Pumpkin United Tour, Pumpkins United Tour, which has just been massive. And I've been a big Halloween fan since, you know, 1985. And just to see, I would say the band might be bigger now than ever before. Yeah, it, it's been an amazing thing getting those two guys back in, and the idea of keeping the new old members while you get in the old new members was <laughs> the greatest thing. Right. You know, I love it. it, it it's 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 interesting because it's kind of what, what Iron Maiden did years ago, but you also have now two singers. So how did this? I mean, it's the question that's been asked, but just as a fan, how did this all come about? And and did you always have the idea to keep it seven? Because now it's almost like uh, like a like a rock opera on stage with so many <laughs> different guys. It's like well, when we started doing uh, this, you you know that hell book we did. The, the the hell book we hell did. book yeah yeah it was like a, big a lot of coffee cool table pictures book. from from the very very beginning days even childhood pictures from each members and there's like sections where each individual members uh, tells their feelings about what was happened and how they feel in general about Halloween and about all this that yes. got that got back a, a lot of memories and getting you kind of emotional thinking wow. Yeah, yeah, and everybody went like, "Okay." It took a while. (laughs) Man, good to see you. It it took a good (laughs) day. You come into my town, Kai Hansen, you're gonna be a dead man, you're a dead person right now. He wants to do the wrestling voice. (laughs) (laughs) So you start, and that that got got us a little emotional thinking about what was happening and seeing all those very, very old pictures with that little stories behind it, you know. Mm -hmm. That was kind of trigger to me and thinking, wow, that would be a cool idea. Mm -hmm. But then it took another couple of years, of course, but it got me thinking. Was it interesting for you, Sasha, when you have Kai comes back and now you have three guitar players? How was that trying to figure out all the different parts that you guys would be playing? Actually, it was really exciting because, of course, we always had that kind of problem being two guitars and, and you, of course, we record more tracks when you're doing an album. And then when we did this um, twin guitar solos, there was always missing that extra punch of rhythm guitar which you have on the record. And now we can do those kind of things you know so playing rhythm guitar while two of the guys are playing twin guitar melodies and then um, and then sometimes we play 
um, three voice solos and stuff. So it's it's exciting. Mm. It's and I just refuse to have a, ne a second bass player right next to me. <laughs> there can only be one. There Lucky. can only be one. Only you. That's right. Only you. But did, were you surprised when when the reaction was so was so big across the world? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Really surprising tour so far. Really, really surprising and. We thought it might be some little little bang, you know, but um, having it that that way, we never thought of it before. Mm -hmm. So because it's been playing arenas, you know, I've seen yeah. Mexico City and all these different places. Yeah, yeah. It's very nice because when we started booking the tour, you don't have like an idea what you probably know that there's going to be some more people, but you. You never knew that it's going to be that massive, so mm -hmm. you start booking and it's going to be, mm, should we book that venue or should we book yeah. that venue in advance, where nobody really knows what's going on, you know? But right. It, it, it even know, wasn't that way. Normally, you, you think like, okay, let's see how the ticket sales are going when you're starting out a tour. And and then um, sometimes, of course, you have people, they go to the show and paying for the ticket right before they go into sure, the yeah, show, you know? Yeah. So. To have those kind of big arenas sold out in such a short amount of time was really, really surprising. So that's to I me mean, that you're dealing with eight, nine, ten thousand people in some yeah. of these countries. Yeah, and especially in our home country, which is not very, very common, um, especially when you're a heavy metal band, mm -hmm. because we have this kind of stigmatized thing going on on on, on the on media in Germany about heavy metal bands. So if there's one heavy metal band really, really huge, they can't can't um, stop recognizing them they will call it rock band you know mm -hmm. so it's this heavy metal term is stigmatized so we never thought that we could play an arena with five to eight thousand people in germany really it's all across so, germany no it's not all across germany but but we had a few really really big shows there and that's just crazy and we will have some some more yeah, yeah. to come and and that was for us as, as a german band was really nice to have you know I think too, like trying to know them all by name each night is very, very complicated. <laughs> it's hard. It gets harder every night. <laughs> but it's interesting, though, as, as like I said, as, as like a longtime fan of all the, the the albums and all the the lineups. There's just something about having you know Michael Kiske, Andy Darris together that it makes it like we've never had this before in, in in a heavy metal band with two singers. I mean, there might be a few bands, I don't lower bands or whatever, but it's such an interesting concept, you know. It is. And, and they both can shine in their best way, you know. Andy has has a very good rock growling voice. Yeah. He's very good. More ballsy. With a, yeah, with a, with a low key um, songs. He he written himself as well. And uh, Michael Kiske is Michael Kiske. Everybody knows what what he's about when he's singing. So <laughs> it's a really great combination. And we never thought of that either in a, in the beginning. So and and they both personally get get very very well along and. Yeah, so it's. Uh, I, think, I think it's also like one of the main aspects that those two front persons yeah. are really, really good together. It's that like a perfect match, yeah, you know? And that mm -hmm. makes it very, very easy to, to stand behind it and play a cool bass or play guitar. Or in general, you know, those two guys are really together with what they are doing. Yeah. And they sit and drinking some wine, drinking some coffee, wearing a piece of cake. Actually, <laughs> it's actually. It's a good understanding that makes the whole thing yeah, yeah, yeah. so easy. Right. Actually, they get well, so they get along so well. Um, 
they're like really a like a perfect match and even on stage they they have this behavior together you can really see they like each other but you never know how that's going to be of two two lead singers right sometimes the the lead singer disease the lsd of the two guys in the band who are just have these egos or the front man's personas yeah. right now it, it feels like one ego is like a one big band ego mm -hmm. which is on stage you have, you have it doesn't feel like um, we all share one ego yeah <laughs> yeah it's it's all everybody's pushing in the same direction so yeah, yeah, that's yeah. great did you how was it hard to kind of figure out what songs that you would play oh that was hard that was really hard and like, we're still sometimes thinking all right well it's gonna be that song or this song i mean with a back catalog like this you and now being able to have a very long show because of having two singers one single singer two and a half three three hours is very good very point heavy. you cannot really do this but then playing a lot of uh songs but still thinking well we should have put squeeze in that song or this song there's still a lot of songs we would like to mm -hmm. but you know there's a future um, and sometimes there's songs that you play and you realize that the fans just don't react to them the way you thought they would Mm. Or is it not? If you well, know. then we have like two, two or three songs we can change if gotcha. we think that that one, that song, doesn't fit the mood from from the from the part of the set. Yeah. It is just in, you know. Just it's it, also about get, get another song with a different attitude, and then it fits more. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Sure, sure, about. sure. And if if you plan such a show, it's also about uh, having the right balance, you know. Yeah, yeah. That's um, of course, you can play a lot of speedy songs if you want to, but it doesn't make uh, make it a good rock show, you right. know. So. Um, you also have to balance it a bit and, and have some some drama in it, and, and mm. we have this video content and stuff. So, so it was not an easy task. Sure, yeah, you, like you said, you have to have the heavier songs, the slower yeah. songs, the faster songs, and and then you can't kill people in three hours, you know. So we ha we had to figure out in the, in the beginning how to make like little breaks and and positions for songs to make it enjoyable you know mm -hmm. and how to give them a chance to survive after 3 hours show that's a long show go, you yeah. know that's like a springsteen <laughs> show right <laughs> no, he's going to play very, very yeah he plays time, 3 right? 3 hours all the time yeah. and in the rain yeah wow. <laughs> that's right wow. that's an interesting point yeah. like you said cuz there's some songs that both guys sing on and there's other ones where one guy yeah. will sing and, and, and do whatever song is theirs were you a, a halloween fan when you were when you were a kid sasha I should say yes because that would that would please everyone, but um, no. Okay. So really? I, no. He buys me a beer later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Um. Of course, it would be a great story. So this long-time Halloween fan went to high school with a Halloween shirt on, and then he joins his um, yeah, yeah. heroes. You know. The old story, right? Um, I really got to know them from a mixtape a friend of mine made, and I just knew song two songs, and I didn't know it's Halloween because whenever I saw someone with a Halloween shirt. I thought that's kind of a speed thrash metal band, mm -hmm. and I wasn't into it. I was more that kind of. Yeah, it was at the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, I was more in, in school. I was more into Peter Gabriel, and and then later on when I started out playing guitar, I, I discovered Michael Schenker and and AOR bands and Journey and Toto and stuff like that. So I wasn't like a real hardcore metal dude, you know. Right. And then later on when I when I came into the scene. Then um, I discovered them more, and and I got to know them well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. For 25 years, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. <laughs> 
Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. It's interesting, Marcus, because with you and, and, and Fikey being kind of the two original members of the band, and you mentioned, you know, when you started out as a very kind of a speed thrash thing, but now the term power metal is a term that everyone uses, but I would say that Halloween might have been the first ever power metal band. <laughs> well, thank you very much. Yeah. Yeah, we just thought, well, having a singer like Michael Kiske when we decided there's a lot of guitar work and singing uh, after the Walls of Jericho, thinking about maybe we change, get a singer in, and then we have a, can have a wider range mm-hmm. of what we can do with the guitars and the vocals, and then having the ideas of, of like doing songs like Justine and uh, I Want Out and all and all those songs. We had those ideas, and why limiting yourself? We thought, all right, let's give it a try. We have a new singer. We can also add a new a new part from, mm-hmm. from what you can do. Can I write a lot? That's yeah, yeah. that's an interesting thing, which I like when I joined the band. That everybody in the band has a different background. So you know, um, you didn't have to be necessarily a metalhead to do to create something in that genre. So because you were saying uh, like it's the first power metal band and if you ask Waiki he would tell you ah oh, I like the Beatles and I like Rolling Stones or whatever you know sure 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 and most younger bands if you would ask them they would say like ah oh, we like Metallica and Halloween and whatever you know yeah. and then and then they create their music on top of that you know with that influence and so here you have purple fans and people like Peter Gabriel and people like the Beatles and and then you take your abilities you go in a rehearsal room and take your abilities and then you just create something and that that was for me really really interesting to see that you don't have necessarily like die hard metal fans you have just music enthusiasts you know well, and that's the thing it's, it's just like when like i started off with uh, doing punk music like I'm still a big fan of the Ramones and the Sex Pistols, mm-hmm. XTC and the Clash and all that, you know. But then later on, you, you hear other bands like then I was starting listening to ACDC and all that. And then once you go into that, you, of course, go back finding Deep Purple and Black Sabbath and bands like this. And then you suddenly find yourself listening to Chuck Berry music mm-hmm. some, someday. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I like that adventure. But I think that that's part of being a musician and being a music fan is a good song is a good song. I mean, you yeah. could take right. uh, a Slayer song, and if a doo-wop yeah, yeah. band, the doo-wop, you know, uh, sang it a cappella, yeah. it could still be cool. Yeah. And when you, I remember, like when I was in high school in the '80s, if you were a metal guy, you weren't allowed to like Peter Gabriel or Duran Duran yeah, or, or you know, or the, even the. And Beatles. they all listen to it in, in uh, secretly, you of know, course. that's because it's good music. Yeah, yeah. It was like even in, in the old times, you, you actually weren't allowed to listen to listen to the Stones and the Beatles. Right. It was like you, you're either you're a Beatles fan or a Rolling Stones fan. You had to choose. Always, always like the nice guys, although they did something badly behind it. That's right. But the Rolling Stones were more like they did it in very, very obvious and were the devils of the scene kind of thing. Sure. I never understood why it has to be like you either listen to this or that, but it's still... To me, it's like fantastic music from both of them bands. Of course. Yeah. Why should you have to decide? Just yeah. like putting it in categories and 
sometimes. But but you you've had that before, even when when I think back to like the Chameleon record, which yeah. was not uh, a power metal album. No, no, no. And you no, guys no. got in trouble for that. Yeah, heavy metal album. Right, right, right. Bitch. When I when I saw you guys in Hamburg in '93 is when we met. I was there wrestling, right. and I went to the show with. Do you remember a guy called Kai Karshevsky? Of course. Yeah. yeah. His dad yeah. drew the cover of Walls of Jericho yeah, yeah. and and yeah, yeah. Uh, Keeper and uh, airbrushing. Airbrushing, yeah. yeah. And, and and remember the 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 heavy metal kids were very angry mm-hmm. at the Chameleon record. Like, yeah, how can Halloween yeah, yeah. do this? You know. Yeah, but, but you know what? On the other on the other hand, also the Dark Ride and records which were not typical Halloween. On the long run, it gave the band the ability to have a broader spectrum, sure. which is really nice. So I find that in- interesting in life to see that sometimes dis- decisions who seem to be the wrong decisions in the first place, on the long run, it can hold something for you. And and now we are able to have um, speedy songs, of course, and then we have ballads, and then we have like rock songs. Andy isn't exactly coming from the metal scene either he was in this hair metal and on hard rock yes his hard rock yeah. background yeah. you know he's coming from that scene i called i used to call the, the hairspray hell yeah <laughs> and hairspray hell yeah <laughs> by the way he's a huge kiss fan so yeah sure yeah. it's a different background and then and then you have him writing a lot of those um hard rock songs and i really like that that you that a chameleon album in the end turns out to be a good thing because the spectrum is broader now well, but, but after all those years doing all what we did and we've been forgiven <laughs> but took a long time bringing a record out like Chameleon at the time was like very complicated going on tour of course they wanted to see Halloween and during the Chameleon tour there was a lot of different tracks Chameleon songs yeah Chameleon I remember that in that one and well it wasn't always easy but after all those years I think it's still cool to have something like this in the back catalog well I think it's it's, it's it gives you diversity and it gives you longevity I yeah. mean if you're talking about I think there's only two bands in the history of music that can do basically the same record over and over again and it's ACDC and it's Slayer other than that it gets very boring very quickly mm-hmm. for the musicians and for the fans themselves if it's always the same yeah but uh, I would say uh, if ACDC would do something totally different totally totally that different might help from them. what they yeah. no I don't think so oh, yeah, yeah. I think I would then I would be a bit you know like confused about mm-hmm. it yeah, because you, ex- uh, you expect that from things. them. Yeah, it's like they never did anything else. And if Angus Young decides to do some different, very, very different a ballad kind or of something, stuff, yeah. yeah, and I would go like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, right. you, you, what's <laughs> that? <laughs> but yeah, it would. I think Halloween uh, is like a big vase or a big body that isn't filled up with all musical ideas. And then in the end, when we're all, when we're gone. It might be full, and then you see you see what's in there, mm-hmm. like from the whole back catalog and stuff. And I, I think it's really interesting. Not many bands are able to be so diverse, you know. No, and, and also the good thing. And, and and you have this little Halloween surprise box, you know. <laughs> you you never know what's gonna happen. Yeah. But then in the end of the day, there's this there's this body, and all you fill in has to fit in. 
And when I, I remember the first time I met Michael when, when I joined the band, he wasn't asking about the background. So it was more, do we like the same music? You're talking about Kiski? No, I'm um, um, Waikas. Yeah. And we're, we were talking about what kind of music do we both like? Um, what kind of movies are we watching? What, what kind of humor we have together? How do we get along? And what is the musical abilities? And does it fit to that construct, you know? Mm -hmm. It was more about that. How, how does your musical ability fit into that body, which is called Halloween? Well, and plus, you're coming in there taking the place of many great guitar players. So there's a lot of oh. there's a lot of pressure and, and responsibility on your end too. And see, here, here's the thing: at one point in my life, I stopped being a guitar player, and and he liked that. I was like, I'm not. I don't feel like a guitar player. I feel like a musician. And he told me, job description is not only playing guitar. Job description is writing good songs. Right. And I came into the band to write songs and and to have this lifestyle and being with good people on the road you know and because like we said earlier it's not just the musicians it's the chemistry that you have yeah. on the bus in the hotel sitting outside on the patio like we are today yeah. you know if you have a, a guy that you don't get along with it's not going to last very long absolutely and you, you definitely know how it is you travel a lot and then the two hours show after all it's just like on the end of a that's the bonus of a travel you know <laughs> that's right and then if you don't like to travel if you don't like hanging out with people if you don't like waiting for the show if you don't if you hate this you're definitely yeah. in the wrong business that's right it's because not gonna you last. need you need to get along and you, and you and you have to know what it's about what what's the band about what's the music about what's What's that range you can bring on in your ideas? And, mm. and that's what it's about, yeah. We're talking about touring, and you guys are getting ready to go back to the States for probably the biggest tour you guys have ever headlined in the States, I'd have to say, uh, as far as the venues that you're playing and the rooms that you're playing. I think they're bigger. I, I don't know the venues we're going to play. Not yet, yeah. No. <laughs> I've seen, they're big ones. Like the Palladium in London is like, All right. that's where Lamb of God plays. All it's, right. it's a 2500 seater. Oh, there's, yeah. there's some big rooms. The room you're playing in Chicago, we played there with Slash, so that's a Slash-level right. venue. Are you excited? Is, is, is it important for you to be big in America with so many other countries where you're it's, playing in front of 10,000? Like, to me, it's like I've been there very, very often, and we did cl from clubs to medium-sized, or probably what we call a, a medium-sized venue in Europe is a club in America, probably, mm -hmm. right? Because right. the burger is bigger, the, the making <laughs> yeah. coke is bigger. So you That's know right. what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, totally. So it's very, very interesting and cool to see what happened when we go there next time with the people yeah. we got in now, mm -hmm. with, this, with the band we got in now. That's uh, I would like to see. Because there's no package. It's just Halloween and you know, local yeah. bands. Or That's whatever. what we've been on for the whole tour. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's amazing yeah. to think about so, that. Let's hope that those venues are really packed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think they will be because there's, there's a lot of a buzz. As a matter of fact, uh, there's a lot of Halloween fans in the States. Uh, do you know the band Avenged Sevenfold? Yeah. yeah. The, the lead singer, M. Shadows, is a huge Halloween fan, and that's how we became friends. We even got matching <laughs> pumpkin pat tattoos. <laughs> there you go. There you that's go. Nice. Yeah. That's nice. Uh, so he's excited, and there's a lot of a buzz because of this new life Halloween. Which is, That's which great. is cool. And they're That's pretty much like traditional heavy metal music, right? They are they're a little bit more modern, but well, but they've got they've got a lot of dual guitar solos. It's, there's there's a lot of Halloween influence yeah. in what they do. You can hear that, yeah. Yeah, there the, the, there is. What I really find interesting throughout the years when we came to the states is um, that we figured after we went there, people were telling us, "When do you come to the states?" 
<laughs> so it's nice, you know, it's nice to hear that there's a little buzz going on and people get to know about it because yeah. sometimes I had that feeling that you get there but you don't reach each fan and you don't reach it's everyone there very, if you so big, if you yeah. will, if you don't have like a big standing there as a European band. It's really nice to hear that people um getting info about the show. Well, it's funny because you're very active on social media, on Instagram, you post a lot. Yeah. As am I. And every time, every time we play, let's say we play a show in New York, we'll be promoting it on Instagram. Tonight we're in New York, you know, a month from now we're in New York, Twitter, New York, New York, New York. The next day every time I'll get 10 people. So when are you guys playing New York? <laughs> last night if you're looking at me on social media yeah. how did you not know i was playing last night you know that's always the way when was your first tour uh, was your first time in america with, with halloween that was like uh, uh grim reaper i'm not saying yeah I quite remember that kai was supposed for a german magazine to write some notes down like like a, what is that, nine talk, like a diary diary mm -hmm. yeah. for this day we did this and, uh, and after two months i told him i'll show me your diaries let's see what we can maybe you know, wipe out or... Oh, all right. And he showed me the thing. It was like, uh, today is the 24th of June and we just uh, landed in Washington, D.C. <laughs> Empty pages. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't tell anything. Black pages, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But Marcus, when you, when you think... And that was great, going there for the very first time, not knowing what to expect. Mm -hmm. I, I love it. It's been a great time. Every, when you're doing something for the very first time and it succeeds and it's great, you know, it always be in your mind. What uh, were some of the big differences that you remember for the first time that you noticed in America? Sorry? The, the big differences in America from, from like Germany. And like when we when we did like this first after after the first American tour we, which we did as like a support for Grim Reaper and Normal Saint and then right after this like three hours after this tour we needed to go to Japan headlining so we needed one and a half more hours music so we rehearsed that we, we instead of going home and then rehearsing at home going back to Germany rehearsing there we decided to stay in LA booking uh -huh. uh, a studio there rehearsing there for the rest of what we needed the time yeah the, and then we stood there for three hours went to Japan from LA <laughs> staying there for rehearsals and meeting all this you know uh, uh, hairspray hell guys drinking with them <laughs> going out to the rainbow all night yeah, yeah. after rehearsing yeah, I, it's just like walking the strip all night and, and it was it was it was the it place was to be great. back then yeah, right it yeah was great i mean it was a time where You see the guys on toilet doing the hair and thinking, oh, am I in the wrong locker room now? No, but, uh, you know, it's been very, very mutual fun. I really yeah. like that. How about you, Sasha, the first time you came to America? Was that on the, uh, was it Rabbit Don't Come Easy? It was the Rabbit Don't Come Easy tour, yeah. I think we toured well, with Czech Panzer mm -hmm. back then. Um, that was the first time, yeah. And I think we did two two legs there um, right after we toured the north of the states and then the south what did you notice different uh, tour buses were bigger yeah yeah <laughs> back then everything's bigger yeah. everything's bigger and um, people are very open-minded which I really like that they get in Germany they're not so open-minded they're kind of shy you know mm. 
So, and in the States, you would walk the street, street and you see someone coming, crossing, crossing the street, coming over to you and just speaking to you. I was like, the first time I, I experienced it, I was like, whoa, what's going on? <laughs> you know, oh, where you come from? And you know, they just speak to you. And I, I like that. That's yeah, cool. That's and very, very friendly yeah. and open. It's great in America. You have yeah. a day off like this. Imagine you have a day off just hanging around in the hotel, deciding, I'm hungry. Let's go to some bar mm -hmm. somewhere in some uh, uh, shopping mall. And you sit down, drink a beer, having a burger, whatsoever, having a steak. People asking where you come from. And then the great thing about it is, like everybody knows, like Steve Ray Vaughan, they, they can be 70 years old talking to you. I know the Scorpions. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Didn't they have that song mm -hmm. with that uh, 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 yeah. so guitar solo? Yeah, I know Steve. It's so much more bluesy and rock and roll going on, where German people don't have, they don't have a clue about. Mm -hmm. anyway. And they don't mind what kind of genre you and they're asking you and if you say yeah we're a metal band from Germany they're like oh metal great that's cool yeah, from yeah. Germany you know when you when you say we're a metal band and when you say that in Germany they're like oh, <laughs> oh it's a dirty word <laughs> yeah. yeah and in America everybody knows about rock and roll even like the old people coming oh tell me about Germany I know rock and roll Scorpions <laughs> and they listen to blues and rock music because we had you had so much more like radio stations sure rock sure and roll in the very early days we did we had some in Germany in Europe but not as massive you know it's still built around in the states yeah. built around rock radio mm -hmm. and people tell you oh, rock radio is dead but like, even for our band we have two top 10 hits on the rock radio there and it just threw yeah. through the roof mm -hmm. and I have a radio show on Octane I played Halloween last week oh, right. and people are like oh you played Halloween on the radio it's so great to hear Halloween on the radio <laughs> people great. still respond to hearing yeah, the song on great. the radio yeah, yeah. whereas in Europe it's still more magazines and yeah, that sort of a yeah, thing right yeah which is also dead already so and uh, yeah, yeah, it's like magazine it's still, is it yeah it's yeah growing it's still there but it's on another it, level it's it's in europe rock music and 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 heavy metal music is is this huge underground monster yeah it's underground nobody speaks about it or they do here and there when 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 it's so big they can't can't be quiet about it but uh or, or if they see it's like a some a cure Curiosity, mm -hmm. curi how you Curi say? Curiosity, yeah. you got it. <laughs> so uh, here's my slang, dude. <laughs> so, no, and um, it's this underground monster. It's huge. We, even before the Pumpkin United thing, we were playing in front of 3,000 people in in Germany as well. So it was not like very small clubs or something. Mm. It was it was still good. And then you have like this big pop. German pop acts they play the same sizes if even so and they're on the media and you think like they're they're so yeah. famous and huge so heavy metal and rock music is, is huge in the underground so you have people playing nobody notices it but they have their fans and they're playing um, in, in Big front loyal of fans yeah. yeah how do you guys I was gonna ask you like how did you guys learn to speak English because everybody speaks very good English I learned it on the streets did the best way is going out there being on tour and just go on the streets talks talking a lot of bullshit where nobody understands you talking to the girls they teach you a lot yeah. of stuff <laughs> yeah and promotion tours interviews mm -hmm. of course and um, uh, when i came to the band i was really really bad uh, my english <laughs> abilities were like really low yeah, yeah, yeah so and that was also job description you get a learn English we, we're touring the world you have to it's learn true, English right yeah so um, you need to be better in that and, and you have if you have to say something you 
you should speak the language, you know. Which, which is smart. A couple, a couple more things I want to ask you about. One of the things you mentioned, Rabbit Don't Come Easy. Uh, you, album title, Rabbit Don't Come Easy. Another one, it's a great record, but Pink Bubbles Go Ape. What's the mindset between behind these very strange uh, album yeah, titles? I would say, and somebody said it, uh, and I would agree, every time we, we, we have the idea, to do something with animals <laughs> it's, it's weird and it goes down a little <laughs> although it's funny but it's still something different so keep your hands off any animal yeah we're we're forbidden you know? we're, we're forbidden to do anything with animals that's anymore. almost a halloween trademark at the end of rise and fall there's some farm animals i heard mrs god today there's a little yeah. in there you guys yeah, yeah. like the animals what, what, what does it does that mean something to, to no. you guys Guys, or just, just well, it's just, it's, like, just for the hell of it's it, fun. It's fun, and and we're we're animals too. I mean, we're <laughs> we're not. We have we have this humor that we that we compare a lot of things to animal behavior, you know, and also especially from from cartoons and stuff like that. You know, you have this Donald Duck and you have um, the Roadrunner and those kind of cartoons, and and instead of being being um, what is this mock mock band called again? A Spinal Tap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Instead of being all the time Spinal Tap, we make the Spinal Tap things out of uh, cartoon animal figures and stuff like that, you know? So, Well, there's there's certain humor, too. Like, I'm from... That, that, was a, that was funny, driving around the car, there was that stopping sign on the street. It says, big stop. And then somebody wrote down, eating animals. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, do you remember that one that one trolley I had um, for Festros years ago? It looked like a panda bear. It was yeah, a yeah. children's trolley, a children's um, um, little suitcase. And I thought it's funny. I bought it and I took it with me everywhere. And then uh, at one festival, there was this... Norwegian death metal band coming and they were where um, they had makeup on like white makeup and black eyes and stuff like that and we were leaving the festival they were just arriving and I was like hey you look like my suitcase you know <laughs> so that's the kind of humor we but, but, humor we have you know I were probably weren't allowed to laugh about it <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah yeah but that's like I, I'm, I'm from Canada and there's a certain brand of Canadian humor that Canadians find hilarious that a lot of people don't understand and it could be the same with, with German yeah, humor as it, well it's, right? it's the same and also it's about not taking ourselves so serious mm -hmm. you you know, because in that kind of genre, a lot of people are taking it very serious, and you gotta be metal and true and all mm -hmm. of stuff. And for us, being like a big player in in, in that genre, but don't taking it so serious, that's a lot of fun for us. You that's know? that makes perfect. That's exactly what Halloween does, which is why I love the band so much. There's always a little bit of taking the piss out of yourself, yeah, yeah, that's it. which is important. Yeah, you know. Let's talk a little bit about Marcus when you when you guys did the Keepers One and Two record in the states. Those records were both very, very huge for Halloween. It seemed like Halloween was on the verge of going to the next level. And then there was this big, long gap. Yeah, yeah. And Pink Bubbles Go Ape came out like three years later. Yeah. Did, you don't have to go through the whole story, but why was that? It, it was like uh, we... Uh, there was a big struggle with the record company, Noise Records, at that time. We found out, people told us, we had the fir first gold album and the second gold album, and we had parties with those people, and they told us, oh, that's great, you know? Just ordered a new Porsche and all that stuff. <laughs> people were telling us this. And we're standing there, all right? It was my Porsche. I wrote the f 
song. Right, 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 right. <laughs> and then thinking like that got you interested in what's going on and in all that business stuff because we of course we didn't have so much of a clue about it but then thinking all right where's all the f money going mm -hmm, mm -hmm. checking out where it is we got in struggle with law and record companies and there was like we actually i don't know what that is called in english when the law says all right or, or or the court says you're not allowed to do anything under your own name till we fix that problem oh yes yeah, so you're like on a freeze Because, on a hold yeah, yeah. Well, it's on a hold the case yeah. and something like this and so we weren't allowed to do anything wow uh, uh, to do anything with the name halloween so we couldn't tour we, we were actually rehearsing 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 People coming in saying, "Yeah, next month the case is going to be great, and we win that." And but it wasn't happening. Mm -hmm. The case went on and on and on and on, and we were like rehearsing, rehearsing, rehearsing for the studio, which was rehearsing for the Pink Bubbles. Go, hey, I, I guess that's also a reason why we kind of over rehearsed that record, because being on hold, not being allowed to go in the studio, we weren't even allowed to go in the studio, because that case was Jeez. on hold. So we kind of over rehearsed that record. So you cannot really hear the songs anymore because mm -hmm. they told us next month we're going to do the studio work. No, ah, 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 I'm sorry, it's going to be another two months waiting. And so it went on and on. And that's why we couldn't do anything. And that Kai decided to leave the band, not because of that, because of other reasons, private, yeah. private reasons and all that. And so the whole thing got a little weird and we still went on but in a different way after all those like almost two and a half three years it must have been so frustrating it to have was, this yeah. big and see all this momentum that it you had built just kind of and also that, floating and away also in that time Ingo got a little weird ah. because he wanted going up because he's not writing songs and stuff and I was like I wasn't writing songs at the time but I wrote some rock and roll songs and had a rock and roll band called Mr. Prooster touring The very northern part of of Germany, uh, also like like round Hamburg and ah, yeah, stuff yeah. like that, you know. That's yeah. what we did in in that in that time. But he wasn't really satisfied with that too, so we couldn't go out with Halloween. We did a couple of shows here and there with that Mr. Proust band, which was cool. A couple of friends sitting together, right? That's just, yeah. And that that got us well. That got him really weird as well. Uh, there was other reasons, but this mm -hmm. too, you know, he couldn't go and do what he likes to do the best. Play drums, yeah. So, and, yeah, that that was a weird time, actually. Mm -hmm. And that got us a, a new guitar player coming in, Kai leaving, and then people expecting a cool Halloween album, and then giving them the chameleon, uh, the, that was the Pink Bubbles, right? Pink Bubbles, yeah. Which was different. Yeah, well... Yeah. Hard times, tough times. It was still a cool record. But it's a good record, yeah, but it's after three years, after yeah. And after all those hanging around, not being allowed to do anything, it was a weird feeling. Mm -hmm. It's cool, though, you guys have a little uh, tribute to Ingo in this set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They take a, a dual yes, drum yes. solo. That's Actually, that was Danny's idea. Yeah. That's a great idea. So he thought, like, that, I mean, you have... Put it all together with it. Yeah. Uh, he found it, it was a big task for him to find get this uh, hold on the on this yeah, yeah. Um, tapes you know old tapes Ingo playing drums yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So you see him playing drums and they do this battle together and that's that's, that's really, really cool. So the first time I saw it, it was really, yeah. I we, we all didn't see it before the first show. Yeah. It was like he was telling us, yeah, I have this, I found this material of Ingo and I want to do a drum battle with him. It's going to be nice. and. I didn't expect it it's to great. To, it's great. I never, I didn't know the guy, you know, but it was really getting it's, into your heart, you it's know. It's like the yeah. most emotional part of the show, yeah. really. And that's where I start drinking my first beer with my <laughs> old fellow Ringo. <laughs> you know, and we had, which also was like very, very emotional. Having old friends from Hamburg coming into the show, seeing that, I got them backstage, mm -hmm. I got them on the side of the mm -hmm. stage watching this, sharing a beer, they go like, mm. I wasn't here a couple of times. When you do it every day, you got, you see it, you drink a beer with Inga, okay, but then somebody's coming, we were hanging around with every day, each weekend going out having a party and then they come see this they start crying and then yeah. he had his brother coming in seeing that going up in tears and his sister she's living in spain now she came over you know she she was crying that's you cool know, man it's it, like it, it, a very very emotional remembering part. your old brother you know and yeah, it, it yeah, kind yeah. of completes the circle of the original halloween yeah. with the mm -hmm. the, the, the newer yeah, guys he had to be does, in yeah. some yeah. Yeah. in some way and yeah danny did a great great job that's include in involving him and yeah. honoring honoring it, um, the legacy as well yeah and yeah. honors the fans too like I said yeah. people appreciate that mm -hmm. you know the last few questions you're talking about uh, the, the new song that you guys wrote Pumpkins United how was that putting that together it's a great tune everybody's singing on it everyone's got yeah. solos yeah. on it it's just everything you could want from Halloween in this five and a half minute uh, piece of music how did that come together? Um, actually, the, the first song idea um, came from Andy. So Andy had this, um, um, we wanted to do a song before the tour, of course, and he had a song idea, and then it, it was it was like a come together between Andy, um, Kai, and and uh, Michael Weikath. So then the main part in the end did Kai. He, we were at the rehearsals for the tour, and then Kai kind of, figured it out how to get all the ideas and parts together and made a demo and then yeah it was really quick we it was like right before we went off the tour mm -hmm. so but they they wanted this song and we kind of wanted it too to see how it's how it works to be you know working together yeah. again but then it was not such a normal situation where, where you would sit down writing songs for like a studio album because mm -hmm. it was like a little bit squeezed into the Life rehearsals and everybody says like, ah, oh, you gotta rehearse good, but, but you, in between, you, you have to have that song, and then you go, ah, like, oh, shit, when we do we do this song, and but we need to rehearse, so it was a little bit overstressed in a way, mm -hmm. but and there wasn't even time, there was no time for, let's get all the ideas into one song of each member, and it was more or less, let's let it flow, who comes first, goes first, and just let it flow the way it goes, you know, and and that's how, how it went. It, it, it mm -hmm. Just worked out amazing, I think. Yeah, so, but, but it, I think in a normal situation where you only write songs without any rehearsing for the big tour and everything has to to be perfect, and they want you to rehearse good, but then write a song very good in between. It's it's it's, it's a lot hard. of pressure. Yeah, it's very. Not really cool in a way, but I think if you only write songs together this way, without any pressure for the live activities, it's going to be great. Is that the plan to do some more stuff? 
if, <laughs> the if, eternal question, right? If, I guess there's a future in some way. I mean, right now it looks like we're sticking together the way we are because the tour went went so well and and it's still going on till end of the year and we're getting along with each other so good and it's a lot of fun. It's and there's there's really some magic in the air, so it's really some magical moments we have together when we're on stage and and it was it would be a lo logical conclusion to do m more music together and right you it'd know. be a shame i mean if you guys didn't get along or if, it, if nobody cared but the way that it is now it'd be a shame not to continue and, and, and also more. there's an, as you said as you mentioned before there's a lot of songs we didn't do live now mm -hmm. we gotta get that on get stage that, yeah. <laughs> in a way one of my favorite lineups was back in 1988 and it was iron maiden kiss yeah, david yeah. lee roth oh, megan Death, Guns N' Roses, that was, Halloween, that was, that was Wembley great. Stadium. Yeah, yeah, no, what do you remember great. about that? I remember that was like uh, 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 Donington, right? Yeah, Donington, yeah. Oh, I remember just like coming with a van to to that to that place, and people are already like mud gliding, and I never saw that <laughs> mud gliding because you have that at Bakken now, but at that time there wasn't such a big festival like this, and they were mud gliding and throwing things to the stage. While the Bailey brothers, remember the Bailey brothers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those two guys are talking some stuff to the people, and they were throwing like big sauce salami sausages <laughs> to the stage. I was going to say, this is a stage I have to enter. Oh, <laughs> I have to have a beer now. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many but people, right? Yeah. Somehow it was working, but it was a little scary seeing that uh, being the one hitting that stage, and they had to clean the stage from all what they throw at the Bailey Brothers, <laughs> and then and then the Klimo State they throw some stuff to us. Some they have these containers, they pee in something, they are <laughs> flying around, and it was really really kind of scary. But I was going to say, all right. Once I'm here, <laughs> yeah, 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 you couldn't get me off that stage. <laughs> Not even with a big salami. <laughs> uh, what's the craziest country that you've played so far on this tour? Oh, on this one. On this tour. Und was haben wir denn das letzte Mal das erste Mal gemacht? Malaysia was was yeah. for the first time that on was, this tour. That was crazy. Yeah. First time you've ever been to Malaysia. First time to Malaysia, and um, what else? What else? Of course, uh, we, we Mexico City was an outstanding show yeah, yeah. with this with this huge arena. I think it was about 10,000 people, yeah. and we've been there many times, but never that in that kind of uh, huge arena. And um, there's so many outstanding gigs, and but of course, it's nice to. Um, Get into some new ground, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like having something like Malaysia, you never went before. And for me personally, I I, I enjoy um, the traveling part the most. So mm -hmm. besides going on stage, you know. So it's it's nice to experience new countries and Have meet people. Have you been to Japan yet on this tour? Yes, we've been. Okay. We've made a whole tour there. Because that was always a, a yeah, yeah, Halloween we, stronghold. Totally, totally. We played um, four shows in a row in Tokyo alone. So. That was a even there it was a little step up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we could have played Budokan, which was ah. really a shame for us. <laughs> it was that close. Oh. Because as I told you, nobody knew what what how happened. big it would be. Yeah. When when you book a, a, a place that's really really too big, which you not know when you stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then it can be a pain in the ass, and so people were kind of uh, careful. And then in the end of the day, they booked. Four times they booked Tokyo. That could have been one one show at Budokan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was gonna, I was saying, I was telling the fans, oh, 
Hello, you fans out there in Japan. See you all at Budokan. Because life, Schenker, Michael Schenker, life at Budokan. And all the Jeep great trick, racket, kiss, Jeep trick, kiss. You know, Beatles. That would be something, you know. Next, but next. That was that close. Next time. <laughs> uh, last question. What's your favorite song to play live? And what's your favorite Halloween song that uh, you've never played live? Ooh, that's hard to say. Eagle is one of my best. Not playing live or whatsoever is always one that represents Halloween. A little solo for you. Very, very good. Yeah. Not only that, but the way it, it that energy, that kind of energy, maybe. What you, Sasha? It changes um, over the time. So I, I, I really, I really like to play Halloween. I really like to yeah, uh, yeah. this yeah. having this like big metal opera in the beginning of yeah, the show. Yeah. It's a great way to open the show. Yeah, it's 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 really fun, and and I, I'd like to see more songs from the indie era uh, on the next tour, maybe. Um, so there's still a song I, I'm preaching for every tour, like let's play Push, for yeah, example. Yeah. Oh, great tune, yeah. Push would be a song I, 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 we've played so many songs already from the back catalog, but I never played Push. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah. that's funny, we have a new situation going on. If you plan uh, what songs you're going to do for the next tour, it's going to be like, ah, oh, let's play this song, let's play that song. And if you agree, then you find out Andy is, or, or Kiske or Andy either, one of them are singing much more than the others. It's got to be even. <laughs> it's got to be even, yeah, gotta yeah, be even yeah. out, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then we think, ah, we got this one out and this Michael song. And then, and, ah, because you cannot have him singing <laughs> right, for two many, hours yeah. and the others just like only drinking wine. <laughs> My favorite uh, obscure Halloween song, Shit and Lobster. Yeah. <laughs> written by Marcus. Yeah, yeah. That's a great tune. Yeah, it's not. I love that song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much. I'm excited to see the thank show you tonight. Right. You're coming with us? I'm, with the bus? Uh, I think your bus is full but I'm going to be there on another bus but I'll be side right. stage oh watching. is it oh all right I'll be your roadie tonight if you need some water or somebody to wipe off <laughs> yeah. your forehead I'll do it you bring some beers yeah. when you, you guys you you prop the water real good all right just kick your ass what a good show is that your trucker voice or is that your wrestling voice no it's wrestling, <laughs> wrestling. <laughs> don't make fun of my wrestling voice <laughs> it's third voice yeah thank you guys Thanks again to Halloween, one of my favorite bands of all time. Marcus Groskopf and guitar player Sasha Gerstner. The Pumpkins United Tour kicks off in the United States this Friday, September 7th at the House of Blues in Las Vegas. All the dates and ticket information at Halloween.org. All right, go check them out. They're the best in the world at what they do. One of the best power metal bands uh, of all time. Actually, forget that. The best power metal band of all time. I saw them headline the Pheasant Festival in Hungary. I loved it. Uh, they sounded so great. So if you're in Las Vegas, go check it out. And go check out all the other dates. I know they're doing Los Angeles, uh, Chicago, uh, Boston, a few other areas. So do not miss Halloween. They are one of the best metal bands you'll ever see. And do not miss Chris Jericho's Rock and Wrestling Rager at Sea. It's going to be one of the best vacations you've ever had. ChrisJerichoCruise.com. Book your cabin. There's less than 100 cabins left. Did you hear me? Less than 100 cabins left if you want to join the fun. So book now. Don't be late. We set sail October 27th. And remember, once you book, all the activities on the ship are all-inclusive, all-free, Everything included in the price of the cabin, even your food, all the live podcasts, concerts, comedy shows, meet and greets, autograph signings, wrestling matches, rock and roll shows. Only thing you pay for aboard the ship, alcohol and gambling. And the big main event, the Alpha Club versus the Bullet Club. I attack Kenny Omega at All In, and I told him, I'll see you on the Jericho Cruise. It's Kenny Omega and Jericho Part 2 via the Alpha Club versus Bullet Club. The, uh, the uh, Bucks of uh, Jericho, a.k.a. Y2 Jackson. 
uh, versus Kenny Omega, Cody, and Marty Skrull. You can only see this on the cruise. So buy your cabin now at ChrisJerichoCruise.com. Don't forget Impact versus Ring of Honor. Sammy Callahan versus Marty Skrull on no rules deck fight match. It's not a street fight because it's on a boat. It's a deck fight. All, uh, all systems go. There's nothing banned, nothing disqualified. You can't lose uh, via hitting somebody over the head with a, a pie plate. If that's what they have on a ship, I don't know. Also, we got a dream match, LAX versus the Young Bucks. Johnny Mundo on the ship challenging the Bullet Club along with Brian Cage and the LAX. We're going to find out what happens with that. Live talk is Jericho with Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Live talk is Jericho remembering Eddie Guerrero with Conan and Rey Mysterio. Uh, Live talk is Jericho with the entire Bullet Club. Live talk is Jericho with Jim Ross and Jerry the King Lawler. Mick Foley doing his 20 years of hell stand-up show, talking all about his uh, days, uh, his time um, when he did the Hell in the Cell, the initial Hell in the Cell uh, match. Also, Keeping It 100 versus Killing the Town. I mean, that's going to be insane. Conan versus uh, Don Callis. Disco Inferno versus Paul Lazenby, as he'd say. Don't forget about the first round of the Ring of Honor, Sea of Honor tournament as well. Bracket A, Lethal versus Whitmer. Daniels versus Delirious. Uh, Skrull versus Titus, Young versus Gordon, Bracket B, Mark Briscoe versus Will Ferrara, Adam Page versus Kazarian, Chi Berga versus the Beer City Bruiser, Jay Briscoe versus Kenny King. Uh, so much other stuff going on. Beyond the Darkness will be there telling scary tales. Colt Cabana, Marty DeRosa doing the unprofessional wrestling show. Busted Open will be there with Dave LaGreca. Live comedy from Brad Williams, Craig Gass, Ron Funches, the Impractical Jokers, Silent Q, and of course the rock and roll shows. Corey Taylor will be there of Slipknot and Stone Sour. Uh, Phil Campbell, the Bastard Sons, Fozzie will be playing King, the Stir from Atlanta, the Dave Spivak Project featuring Ribo on drums, the Cherry Bombs, the Darlings of Rock and Roll, the world's greatest ACDC female cover band, Shoot to Thrill, Blizzard of Ozzy, the world's best Ozzy cover band, SoCal Val, special cruise director, special host, Noel Foley, Kelly Klein, Mandy Leon, Sumi Sakai will be there from a Women of Honor. Uh, Brandy Rhodes is going to be there. What else do you want? Listen, come on. I flew all the way from Little Rock to Chicago to be it all in, to let you guys know you don't want to miss the cruise. It is something special. Less than 100 cabins left. ChrisJerichoCruise.com. Don't you dare miss it. And if you need more proof that you need to be at Chris Jericho's Rock and Wrestling Rager at Sea, this Friday, it's all in. We talk all about, uh, what am I going to call it? From all in to Fozzie, Kansas City. Chris and Jack's Excellent Adventure. Me and Jack Slade uh, traveled all the way across the country to do the attack on Kenny Omega, all the behind-the-scenes stories, and believe me, it didn't go as smoothly as you might have think from uh, people taking pictures and trying to post it on the net to having the wrong costume. Pentagon brought the wrong costume. Uh, the lightning storm that we almost missed, uh, the Fozzie show in Kansas City. It's quite the adventure live here on Friday. Uh, it's Chris and Jack's Excellent Adventures. We tell all about the story as we went from Little Rock to Chicago All In to Fozzie, Kansas City. Don't you dare miss it. It's a great, great story. We'll see you on Friday. Until then, in the meantime, and in between, time stay hard stay hungry peace love and hugs and a big yeah boy happy happy halloween 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 happy happy halloween